This is the One Verse Podcast, where we liberate scripture from religion, one verse at a time. Well, hello there, it's Jeremy Myers, and you are listening to the One Verse Podcast. The following episode is an excerpt taken from one of the lessons in my online course, The Gospel Dictionary. In case you aren't aware of it, I have an online discipleship group, and one of the main things I do in this discipleship group is teach online courses. I think there's about 10 courses available now for people in the discipleship group, and one of them, one of these courses, is The Gospel Dictionary. The Gospel Dictionary looks at 52 keywords of the gospel, When it's all said and done, there might be a few additional words as well, and contains, I don't know, so far, about 100 hours of teaching, and I'm only about halfway through. So um, uh, this this podcast episode is an excerpt from one, just one of the lessons in that dictionary course. Now, if you want to take that course, you have to be part of the discipleship group, and you can do that by going to redeeminggod.com slash join. Learn uh, more there and uh, join up there. So I, I look forward to, to seeing you there inside the discipleship group and uh, taking this course. Uh, this course will eventually become a book, probably several books, uh, but that's several years away from the time of me recording this. I got to finish the course itself and then edit and process. And So anyway, uh, if, if you're anxious, though, to read everything and get access to everything, the only way to do that is inside the Discipleship Group, okay? They have PDF downloads, MP3 downloads, and you can uh, interact with me there as well about the content of these lessons. So anyway, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I really, really appreciate it, telling other people about it as well. That's how uh, word spreads about this. If you find the content of these podcasts helpful, Uh, and you're sharing it with others. Thank you so, so much. All right, with all of that in mind, let's get into the content of today's podcast study. John 5.19 is one of the first texts we want to look at. And in this text, Jesus says this. Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, The Son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the Father do. For whatever he does, the Son also does in like manner. Though one central theme to the New Testament is that Jesus reveals God to us. The Gospel of John itself, I would argue, stands out as the premier, one of the premier books in the New Testament that reveals this theme. The Gospel of John, more than any other New Testament book, seeks to show us that Jesus was God incarnate, God in the flesh. And therefore, Jesus can be trusted in whatever he says. Uh, When he invites people to believe in him eternal life, why do we know that Jesus is telling the truth? Because Jesus is God. Uh, Jesus is, is showing us what God is like and what God promises. Throughout the Gospel of John, more than any other New Testament book, including Romans and Galatians and so on, throughout the Gospel of John, we see Jesus say over and over and over and over again that if people want to know what God is like, all they have to do is look at him. 
Jesus reveals God to the world. Now, it's important to note that when Jesus says this, he's not talking about the physical appearance of God, okay? Uh, God himself wasn't a Middle Eastern man with a beard and, you know, whatever. Did he have long hair? I don't know, walking around in robes, okay? Now, we don't have any actual pictures or portraits of Jesus, so uh, again, that's not the point. Some people get all confused about this. When we say that Jesus, that God looks like Jesus, we're talking about his, his attributes, his actions, his character, and the way he uh, carries himself and behaves towards others, okay? Um, so, so, so while it's true that God looks just like Jesus, maybe it's more theologically accurate, based on what we read here in John 5.19, to say God acts just like Jesus. And, and that is what Jesus himself says here in John 5.19. Jesus says he only does what he sees the Father doing. And throughout all the earthly ministry of Jesus, Jesus didn't do a single thing that God was not already doing. He didn't do anything that God would not himself do, or did not do, or has not done, or will not do. Jesus is saying, I imitate God. I only do what God does. Jesus only acts in the manner that God would act. Okay, now it follows logically from this that, therefore, God doesn't do anything Jesus wouldn't do. If Jesus only does what God does, then God only does what we see Jesus doing, right? Uh, Jesus always does what the Father is doing. Therefore, whatever the Father does, Jesus does. And whatever Jesus does, the Father does. You want to know how God behaves? Look at Jesus. If Jesus, if you want to know what God doesn't do, then look at the things Jesus doesn't do. Okay, if Jesus does not do something, that's because the Father doesn't do it. All right, so uh, in, in Luke 9, when Jesus refuses to burn down a city because they rejected him and his message, right? The disciples say, Jesus, why don't you just, <laughs> they rejected you, why don't you just call down fire on them and burn them all? And Jesus says, you don't know of what spirit you speak. In other words, that is not something I do. What does that mean? That is not something God does. God doesn't burn down people, burn down cities, because they reject him. And neither should we. That is not the Spirit of God. That is not the Holy Spirit. That is not the Spirit of Jesus. When Jesus refuses to condemn sinners, he forgives them instead. And that is what reflects the heart of God. God behaves similarly towards sinners. God, just like Jesus, does not condemn, does not accuse. Instead, he freely forgives. Again, I would encourage you, when reading Scripture, trying to understand what God might think about a particular subject, or how God might behave towards a particular person, or what God thinks about you and how he acts towards you, make it easier on yourself, and rather than trying to figure this out about God, look at Jesus. Consider how Jesus might act, what Jesus might say, how Jesus might respond. And, one, and that's a whole lot easier because we have all of these great examples throughout the Gospels. And once that is understood, then you can know how God acts and what God thinks and how God would respond. Because 
Jesus reveals God to us, and Jesus only does what God does. Jesus shows us how God acts and behaves. So if you cannot imagine Jesus doing or saying something, then God would not say it or do it either. That's John 5.19. John 10.30 reveals something similarly. Jesus says there, I and my Father are one. Okay, so, so, so not only are the actions of Jesus a perfect guide for how God acts, in John 10.30 we see that Jesus also shows us that God and Jesus are of one mind. They are of one purpose. When Jesus says, I and my Father are one, again, lots of people say, see, the Trinity is false. There's, there's no Trinity. Actually, the exact opposite is being taught here. Okay, uh, Jesus is saying his goals, his values, his purpose, his mission and vision, they are perfectly aligned with those of the Father. Uh, the Father and the Son are two different persons of the Trinity, but they are of one mind, one purpose, one goal. They are not at odds with each other in how they think and feel about human humanity, sin, and redemption. There's not a good cop, bad cop routine going on here where God says, I don't want to kill them all. And Jesus says, no, no, no. Let's just show them some love and forgiveness instead. No, Jesus shows us that God, what, what God's mind is. Okay? They are of one mind and one purpose. All right. Again, this is so significant because there have been some in Christianity who argue that the God of the Old Testament is a God of law and vengeance and warfare. He wants blood sacrifice to appease his wrath, right? He, he engages in, in bloody violence against his enemies and calls his followers to do the same. Does Jesus ever reveal any of that in his Gospels? The answer is no, never. Jesus isn't revealing a new side of God or a more loving side of God. Jesus is revealing the only side of God that there is. Okay, So, so if God the Father approached the world through violence and bloodshed, and Jesus approached the world through love and forgiveness, these two approaches would be at odds with each other. And so they would not be of one mind and one purpose. And Jesus would be lying to us when he says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I and the Father are one. Because we don't see any of that violent, bloody, vengeance, wrathful, you know, activity in Jesus. Is Jesus a liar? No, he is not. Jesus fully reveals God to us. He and the Father are one. One mind, one goal, one purpose. And this is exactly the same truth that Jesus talks about in John 14, 9. Here, Jesus says, Have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? I I'm so thankful for the disciples, Peter and Philip and James and John, especially in instances like this where they raise the questions that you and I ask as well. The disciples of Jesus just like many of us today, they want to know God. You want to know God, right? I want to know God. We want to live in fellowship and relationship with God. If the disciples, just like many of the disciples today, followers of Jesus today, they do not realize that Jesus fully reveals God to us. They're like, Jesus, we just want to understand God more. And she's like, what are you talking about? Do you know what I'm like? Have you seen me? Haven't you seen how I behaved, how I've talked? If you look at me then you know God. So in these final hours here in John 14, Jesus is facing his death. He's headed to the cross here. And the disciples are like, Jesus, uh, you've been with us for three years. We still don't quite get what you're talking about. Look, 
One thing, let's get back to the basics here, Jesus. Can you just finally, once and for all, clearly tell us what God is like, reveal God to us? Now, I really think also that they were thinking of Moses here in Exodus 13, where Moses says, uh, you know, ask God to pass before him. And God says, no, that's not a good idea. Moses says, please, fine. So he puts him in the cleft of the rock and, and covers his faith, face with his hand as he walks back. You remember the incident. I, I think that that is what the disciples are wanting here as well. Hey, we, wanna, we want the same thing Moses saw. And Jesus is like, what do you think I've been showing you for three years? <laughs> I've been with you so long, and yet you have not known me. He who has seen me has seen the Father. Jesus is saying, what, what do you think I've been showing you? I, I've been showing you what God is like. If you've listened to me, you've been listening to the Father. If you've seen what I do, then you've seen what the Father does. If you want to know what God is like, just look at me. Now, it's, it's unclear if the disciples understood the words of Jesus at this point. <laughs> Uh, but it is clear that most Christians have still misunderstood the words of Jesus on this point. The disciples were confused by the words and actions of Jesus. Why? Because it didn't really line up with the words and actions of God and much of what he did and said in the Hebrew Scriptures. You know what I'm talking about. In the Hebrew Scriptures, we have God striking down his enemies, drowning them in floods, demanding that his people go in and annihilate them and commit genocide, that they separate themselves from sinners. What does Jesus do? He hangs out with the sinners, the tax collectors and the prostitutes, and he, 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 he forgives them freely. Right? The God of the Bible has these strict adherence to laws and regulations and sacrificial systems. Jesus says, you know, forget all that. Let's just hang out with people and love them and forgive them. So the, the confusion's understandable, right? Then and now. So the disciples, Jesus said, I'm about to die. And they're like, what? When are you going to reveal the Father to us then? I mean, you've been telling us all along you're going to show us what God is like. Uh, but, but what you're doing doesn't look anything like God. So can you finally just, you know, be clear and show us what God is like? And the words of Jesus, though, are a gentle rebuke to them and a gentle correction to us as well. Jesus says, oh, haven't you been with me so long and you haven't yet seen God? You've seen me, so therefore you have seen God. Forget all that stuff that you think God is like. That is revealing a completely different truth that they miss and most of us miss today. And I'll talk about that at length in some future study or book. But right now, just trust the words of Jesus. If you've seen Jesus, you have seen the Father. If you want to know what God is like, just look at Jesus. Don't go looking at the Hebrew Scriptures. Those point to Jesus, but they are not Jesus. Okay, Look at Jesus. If you look at Jesus, you will see the Father. What does that mean? Look, if God has a dark and violent and bloody side. And Jesus says, I fully reveal God to you. But Jesus never revealed a bloody and violent side. Then that means Jesus is lying. Okay? Either the words of Jesus can be trusted, and it's true, God is nonviolent and looks just like Jesus, or Jesus is lying to us, and God does have a violent streak which isn't ever seen in Jesus. 
That's the choice you're faced. Which, which way are you going to go on this? Is Jesus lying to you or not? Did he fully reveal God to you or not? That is the, the, the choice you must face. My choice, I go, Jesus is telling the truth about the extent of his revelation of God. He fully reveals God to us. If you want to know what God the Father is like, all you have to do is look at Jesus. Jesus does not reveal a dark and violent streak. Therefore, God does not have a a dark and violent streak. He is light and love and grace and mercy and forgiveness, just as we see in Jesus. And once we come to this realization, it is then we're able to reconsider and restudy all those violent portrayals of God in the Hebrew Scriptures and see them, read them through new eyes, through eyes, the lens of Jesus Christ and Him crucified. We don't need to write them off as error. I don't do that. I do not believe the Bible is full of error. I believe in the inerrancy of Scripture that is without error. What I believe, though, is that those passages, those violent portrayals of God in in the Bible are revealing one of the most significant truths that we humans can ever come to see. It's also fully revealed in the crucifixion. Uh, But uh, all of that is time for another study. Again, you can read some of my books. Uh, The Atonement of God, the the Nothing But the Blood of Jesus are two that are out right now. If you're part of my discipleship group, then you can take my course on how to study the Bible. There will be a book on that eventually. And I'm currently writing a book called The Bible Mirror, which will also eventually be out, which will explain all of this in much more detail. Anyway, you want to know what God is like? Look at Jesus. Jesus fully reveals God to us. These are the words of Jesus. Jesus does not lie. His words can be trusted. So that's going to do it for today's podcast study. I hope you found this study helpful and beneficial in not only understanding a key word about the gospel, related to the gospel in Scripture, uh, but also help bringing you greater and deeper understanding of a particular Bible verse uh, from Scripture. And of course, it's not just about gaining knowledge of the scripture, but also applying it to our lives so that we can live in light of the gospel with God and with others, and also bringing this light to the world. Just as a reminder, this podcast study was an excerpt from my Gospel Dictionary online course. This course looks at 52 keywords of the gospel and hundreds and hundreds of Bible passages about the, the gospel. And uh, it is available. The only way to take this course is by joining my online discipleship group. You can learn more and join by visiting redeeminggod.com join. You not only get access to this online course, the Gospel Dictionary, but all of my other courses as well. We're thousands of dollars. There's hundreds of hours of teaching, and I'm adding more all the time. So anyway, if you would like to learn in this format through audio, uh, you can join there. There's PDF downloads, book downloads, free eBooks, even get access to my private Facebook group. You can contact me by email and so many other benefits as well. Uh, just by joining up, I'm going to send you a free audio book on prayer. So anyway, to learn more and join me there, just go to redeeminggod.com slash join. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode today, and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode as well. Thank you so much. Talk to you later. Bye.